chapter 11. If you were already open to uh, Mark, uh, Mark 11, amen. I just, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 and um, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. So we're learning about faith. We're learning about the importance of faith. We've said over the course of our study that people have different ideas and opinions about faith. And even the world, people who don't know God, talk about faith and, and um, how you got to have faith. And we were created by a faith God. I think it's Kenneth E. Hagen that says, we are faith children as born again believers. We're faith children of a faith God. Amen. Some people speak of faith in really vague or general terms, but we see that faith is not vague. It's very specific and that we've been given the measure of faith as a baby gift. I like to say it that way. You know, we tend to give folks a gift when they have a baby and father gave you a gift when you were born. He gave you the measure of faith. And now we've got to learn how to utilize that faith, to, to grow that faith, to be strong in faith. And there is some skill associated with it. Um, let me, I, I don't, you understand there's a difference between a skill and an art form and, and obviously there's some overlap. Um, in, in, in other words, someone can be very artistic, but also be very skilled with a paintbrush or, or what have you. And so when we talk about faith, we're talking about both skill and art form. Amen. And, and, and the overlap uh, that, uh, that takes place between the two. Amen. And so, Paul, in his epistles, spoke a lot about faith. And it's unique that, you know, we, we see him talk about faith in the legal sense as well as the vital sense. Legal meaning God's established rule, God's means of receiving salvation, the only way a man or a woman can be made right before God in the eyes of God is to receive the gift of righteousness by faith. But then we also see like 2 Corinthians 5, 7, you know, we walk by faith, not by sight. 
vital meaning the, the daily life, the, the daily walk, the, the, you know, living our lives. Not, you know, faith isn't just for coming to church. <laughs> you know, faith is for every day of the week, every moment of the week, every situation that we face in life. And so when we talk about it being both a skill and an art form, the legal established rule of faith, and then the daily life and living by faith, um, we're not talking about two separate things. We're, all of these are, are parts of a whole, and we, and we have to understand faith in that way. Jesus was very skillful with his faith. And we see that he was very skillful with his faith, but see, some, sometimes we don't recognize what he was doing when he was being skillful with his faith. But if I was to have said it this way, Jesus was very skillful with his words, then yeah, okay, we, yeah, okay, I've read the Gospels. He was very skillful with his words. But Jesus being skillful with his words was Jesus being skillful with his faith. It's, 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 it's how he released faith and, the, and then the miracles that, that, that we witnessed and that we read about. Um, so there was, there was the, the, the skill part of it, but, but then when I say an art form, let me, I feel like I'm confusing some of you and I'm not trying to do that. Um, Someone can be very skilled at something, but when we talk about an art form, to me, we're talking about something that's coming from a person's heart. Are you, are you, understand, what I'm, you understand what I'm talking about here? Let, let, me, let, me, let me try to, let's, let's, let's do it this way, okay? <clears throat> Have you ever heard like, and maybe opera's your thing, okay, I'm not, you know, I can respect somebody that really can sing, but let's say a singer or a musician that is just very, um, you know, very skilled, very strict, you know, by the music and the notes and, and, and these sorts of things. But you, you compare that to somebody who just grabs a mic and sings from their toenails. You know, they, they may not hit all the notes, you know. So, but, but, but what we're seeing is, um, and, and of course, the, the best singers are the ones that, that can do both, right? They're very skilled, but then they, then they make you feel something when they sing. Something coming from inside of them. It's coming from their, their heart. I've said this before, so, you know, full disclosure, full confession, right? I, I enjoy watching like America's Got Talent, The Voice, those kinds of shows. Because I love to see people who, um, you know, they've been singing to their mama, but they, you know, and their mama thinks they're a great singer, but they ain't never sang in front of anybody else, right? And, and the guts that it takes to get up in front of judges and, and an audience and a television audience and just put it all out there, right? You know, 
And, and, and so in that, you see folks that are very technical, you know, musicians, singers. And then you see folks that maybe not so technical, but, but they're singing from their heart. You, know, you understand? But then the ones that, that have both the, the skill and the, 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 they're an artist, right? You, you, you in other words, for um, one of those judges to say, you're an artist. You're not just saying you're a good singer. And, and again, those are people who, when they sing from somewhere inside of themselves, and I've, there was, um, Pam can probably remember all their first names, but there was a, a group of three brothers um, and they were all born again. Their, I think their dad was a pastor. Um, and, uh, and they were on one of those type shows. It didn't last but just a couple of seasons. But Brett Michaels, um, what, what rock band does he lead man for? Poison, is that right? Is that right? I don't, I'm not being dumb. I'm just, I don't know. Okay, yeah. When those three brothers would sing, he would sit there and cry. Right? I mean, he's there as little bandanas, you know, rocker, you know, so stuff. Those brothers would sing and he would cry. The judges would just sit there with their mouths open, right? They didn't understand the anointing of the Holy Spirit on, on those young men's lives, right? They didn't understand that, you know. But just, again... It was more than the, 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 the legal skill part of it. There was, there was the heart part of it. Okay, now, I probably spent way too much time on this, but, but what, I'm, what I feel like the Holy Spirit's wanting us to understand about faith tonight is that faith is obviously with the heart man believes. Faith, I've been telling you for years, is the function of the heart. Faith is, is not about the, the brain the way things look, seem, and feel. That's what the brain processes. The heart believes the Word of God. The heart is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The heart, and, and, and God in the heart, and moving on the heart, and inspiring the heart. So, so faith absolutely, positively comes forth from a man or a woman's heart. If you believe in your heart, if you do not doubt in your heart, in your heart, in your heart, in your heart, right? And so... Amen. That's, that's what we mean by the art form of this. But what I genuinely believe that the Holy Spirit, and, and perhaps for me, I've, I've let that pendulum swing so far over to the heart aspect of it that I've ignored the whole skill side of faith. Are you hearing me? There's, there is, there is a, a skill associated with faith that we can practice. Amen. That we can deliberately and intentionally do things that will build us up and make us stronger in faith. That's the whole, that's the whole skill side of it. Now listen to me, please. I believe that it's, it's the combination of the two. It's, it's not just... If, if, you go back to the, if you go back to the two great examples in the, the life of Jesus, Jesus said greatest faith he'd seen on this earth as a man 
in all of Israel. And that was the Roman soldier and it was the Canaanite woman, the Syrophoenician woman. And if, if, you, if you look and study why their faith was so impressive, it's because it was the combination. Remember now, this, this Roman soldier, he had, he had that in his heart where he believed with all of his heart that sickness obeyed Jesus the way soldiers obeyed him. That devils and demons did what he said. He, Jesus cast them out, right? That devils and demons did what Jesus said the same way that soldiers under him did what he said. He believed that with all of his heart. There was no, he, in other words, he no more questioned that than he would question an officer over him, right, who told him something to do. Are you with me? But then he also had that, that legal part. That's, the, that's what I'm calling the vital part, the art form. But then he also had the structure, the, the skill, the understanding. Remember what he said? I'm a man under authority. I'm a man of authority. I say to this one, go and he goes. I say to this one, come and he comes. Do this, do that. There was, he, he recognized that there was also structure to it. It wasn't just all shoot from the heart, but that there was actually a machinery. There was actually a system. There was, there was actually a, a, a methodology to it. What did he say? Give the command, Jesus, and my servant will be healed. Give the command. Now see, th this is where folks, I think, get really frustrated when it comes to the subject of faith. Because we look at these stories where faith is producing these amazing miracles and we tend to gravitate towards one side of it or the other. We tend to gravitate to the art form side of it, the, 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 the vital side of it, the touchy-feely um, emotion, all, all of that right side of it, and neglect the skill side of it. Or, or we tend to gravitate towards the what did they do, and I'm going to do it just like they did it. Remember those guys, Seven Sons of Sceva? See, they, they were all skill, all technical, all we adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. See, they were trying to take what he did, but there's no heart in it. There was, it, was, it wasn't in them. It wasn't inside of them. It wasn't in their heart. They, they were just trying to, they watched Paul. They tried to mimic what Paul did to, to get results that Paul got. And so if you, if you look at a lot of the teaching that's available for us, and, and there's a lots of teaching available to the body of Christ on the subject of faith, a lot of times we, we see people gravitate towards one side of this or the other when the reality of it is it's, it's, it's both working together. It's both working together. <clears throat> Abraham believed in his heart, okay, and, and he changed his name, he took his stand, he confessed out of his mouth, 
And you have to have that moment. It's the moment that Jesus called believing you've already received. When you speak to the mountain, you release your faith. You believe that whatever you've asked for, you've already received it. You have to, you have, to have that moment. And, and, and those moments, again, there is some skill. You, you know, there's something you've got to do. Right? And, and I think a lot of times, I think, let's go, what happened right before that, when Jesus cursed the fig tree. The skill of that was knowing what to say to that tree. But, but again, it wasn't, no, let me say it another way. It, it would be like if, the, if, if just some stranger heard him do it and they decided they were going to walk up to a fig tree and say, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Well, that's exactly what Jesus said, but that tree's not going to wither up and die unless they have the same kind of faith in their heart. But notice, Jesus had the faith in his heart, but he also released that faith, the skill in releasing that faith, when he said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. I think that is, in other words, there's a lot of reasons why I find that interesting. I'm not going to try to go into all that tonight. I mean, Jesus could have said, die, you barren tree. I mean, there's all kinds of words that he could have said. Amen. See, this is one of the things, listen to me, please. If you're, fa if you're facing some situation in your life, you need to ask Father what you need to say to that situation. See, when He gives you the words to say, you know, man, see now, but so notice, you got the, the, the heart part of it where he's, he's showing you and He's telling you, but then you've got the, let's walk it out. See, when we're over on this side of faith, what I'm calling the, the heart side, the artistic side, the art form side, you know, man, we just, we get, a lot of times that happens in worship services. You know, we're hearing some message, we get caught up in the moment, and I'm not saying caught up in the moment's a bad thing, you know. Getting caught up in the moment at a timeshare sales office could be a bad thing. I'm talking about getting caught up in the moment in the spirit, with God and the, and the Holy Spirit and other born-again believers. And man, you make your stand, you release your faith, you agree together with other folks. Amen. All of that is faith. It's absolutely important. It's a beautiful thing. Abraham did that. But then Abraham also practiced the skill of not considering, refusing to consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He practiced the skill of giving glory to God and, and, and worshiping Him, acknowledging that He could do what He said He could do. And are you following what I'm saying? So, so it was the releasing of the faith, but then a lot of times it's, it's over here on this part of, of, of continuing to speak, continuing to confess, that word where it says he gave glory to God in, in Romans 4, um, that word literally means to think, to be of the opinion, right? So, so when it says he gave glory to God, you know, that, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make light of this. That doesn't just mean that he was going, oh, I give you glory, God. Oh, I give you glory, God. Oh, I give you glory, God. Giving glory to God means he was saying things like, is there anything too hard for the Lord? 
Giving glory to God means he was, he was acknowledging, deliberately, intentionally setting his mind on the greatness of God, the trustworthiness of God, the ability for God to do what God said he would do and for him to bring it to pass. Right? This, this was what he did. He had to practice that. He had to practice that. Let me say it another way. He had to get good at doing that. What we've gotten really good at is worrying. We've gotten really good at getting caught up in the, in the negative report. We've gotten really good at getting caught up in things not changing fast enough and getting frustrated. We've gotten really good at, at throwing in the towel and not persevering in faith. We've got to get good at perseverance. And that, my friend, is raw skill. That's like... So when... Man, my grandson's getting excited about this sermon. Amen. David and his men came back from battle and Ziklag was burned to the ground. Their wives, their children, gone. Homes burned. All their possessions, either stolen or destroyed. Men that had sacrificed beyond comprehension for David were, were, were literally speaking evil about him behind his back and, and, and considering killing him. And David, the Bible says, separated himself over, got along with God, and what did he do? He encouraged himself in the Lord in the face of one of the most devastating experiences. We could call it a report, if you will. You're talking about a bad report. Your city burned to the ground, your children kidnapped, your wives kidnapped. People closest to you now turned on you. This was a bad day for David. I don't think he had chill bumps. I don't think he heard music playing in the background. I don't think he, are you following what I'm saying? Now it was in him, don't misunderstand me, it was in him. But there was, let, let me put another word over in this stack and I'll pray, okay? Discipline. Discipline, he had disciplined himself since he was a little boy to shut that fear down in him. When it tried to rise up and overwhelm him, he learned how to take authority over it. He learned how to set his mind on the goodness of God. He ran towards Goliath talking about a bear and a lion and an uncircumcised Philistine and feeding the carcasses of the entire Philistine army to the birds of the air. Stand with me, praise God. Praise God. I never read the verse, did I? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
the evidence of things not seen. From the Amplified Version, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see, the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Conviction, think convinced. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Once we've believed God, we enter into hope. All true hope has basis. Don't misunderstand me. Anytime you use the word, I believe, I hope, you need to stop and say to yourself, based on what? Based on what? Because all hope has a basis and all faith has a basis. Hope rests on faith. Faith rests on the Word of God. The Word of God rests upon God Himself. Now, you've got... That's, that fits more over into the skill part, right? In other words, you can choose to rejoice. The Bible says rejoice in hope. Or you can choose to celebrate a victory, a win, before the win has actually happened. Because you've believed already that it has. Let me say it another way. You've got you to practice hope. You gotta, so you've got to practice getting excited. You've got to practice getting, Amen. Father, you're good to us. We love you. Thank you for tonight, Lord. Thank you for, for John Mark, Father. Thank you for just those beautiful songs. And, Lord, the worship that we all, Lord, enjoyed and experienced tonight. Thank you, Father, for helping us see these two critical aspects of, of faith, Father. The, the, the legal, the vital, the, the skill, the art. The, the, the letter, the spirit. Father, help us tonight not be out of balance in, in either one. Lord, we can't make up for what's not in our heart by practicing the skills, but we can't release what's in our heart without the skills, Father. So help us understand how to, how to use your word, how to release faith by speaking your word, how to... How to how to build our faith with your word. Father, how to stand in faith once, once we've released it and believe we've already received. How to rejoice in hope. Father, how to persevere. How to encourage ourselves. How to give you glory. Father, when what we believe we've already received doesn't seem to be coming in fast enough, Lord. We thank you for it. Jesus' name, amen and amen. Your love, thank you so much for being here. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus. Remember communion on Sunday morning.